podcast by artists for artists. We talk cash shit about everything, sometimes we get messy, and it all counts as art because we say so. I'm Mel, I'm black and a woman, so I gotta do what I gotta do, jobs on jobs on jobs. This week I'm taking a little break and I'm doing absolutely not a damn thing. Hey, what's up? I'm Maximiliano, Max, um, coming from inside of a bubble. Um, living, surviving during quarantine, um, keeping my spirits up, as you can tell. <laughs> um, yeah, we're all, we're all quarantined up, all locked up, all isolating. Um, for those of you listening in all your different locations, if you're asking yourself, how do you support NTP? Um, we have a Patreon page, so you can sign up, become a Patreon. Um, you get zines, you get, uh, buttons, totes. Um, different stuff. We have an Etsy store where you can also buy all that stuff, buy zines, buy our publications, um, totes, buttons. Um, yeah, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review. Um, we have our podcasts on all the platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher. Um, check us out at Nat Turner Project on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, if you have a question, email us. Um, at Nat Turner Project Zero 
at gmail.com. We will try to read it on here and, um, you know, answer your questions, give you feedback or whatever you ask in the email or comments. Yeah. Thanks, Max. Uh, today, we are really, really excited and honored to be joined by Portland's own Bart Fitzgerald. Hi, Bart. Hey, hey what's going on? Hey, hey Bart. Okay. <laughs> um, Max, do you want to read Bart's bio? Yes, I'd be honored to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bart Fitzgerald's work explores black sociality, religion, and queerness through a lens of liberation theology as base ideology for radical living. They make work as a writer, lecturer, and curator of vibrant life for black folks. Their work has been presented at On the Boards, Reed College, Homeschool PDX, PAALF, Now Imagine Black, Black Lives Matter, Portland, and the Portland Institute for Contemporary Art, and wherever else they be. That's Bart. (laughs) There's a lot, a lot to unpack um, with your bio. And usually we would spend like hours getting into it. But um, as I'm sure you know, I'm sure everyone out there knows, there is a lot happening right now. And one of the reasons why we wanted... Um, to ask you to be on the show today is because we wanted to get your um, thoughtful um, and very like I don't want to say scholarly that's not the right word but because that sounds really dry but an examined um, view or perspective of what is happening right now um so we're going to ask you questions about your practice and your praxis, but it, it's going to be kind of like commingled with like current events. Is that okay? No doubt. We'll see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, first off, um, how are you doing, Bart? Well, um, I am well as, as can be, you know, with the time. So I, I, I like that word well. Um, not the like, not the new idea of like wellness that's for sale, mm. but um, I like the idea of being well, so I'll, I'll stick with that. <laughs> um, a lot of I, your work, um, and I like I, I have to admit I do follow you on the socials. So, and you mentioned um, recently about how a lot of your work is about gatherings, um, about um, people being together and um, healing with each other. And I want—I was wondering how that has affected your life as of late, because I think that with culture, particularly black culture, a lot of our healing is about gathering is about coming together and kind of finding comfort in each other. And we're now living in a time where that is seen as dangerous. Um, so what is your take on all of this? Um, thank you for that question. Thank you for engaging. I'll be 
trying to balance out like foolishness and saying something worthwhile here and there. Um, thanks for checking that out in the in the volume I was trying to get it across. Um, yeah, so I actually kind of jumped out of the weekly night game in um, the latter part of 2019. And that was a big change from going hosting like two to three weekly parties to more um, scaled back gatherings, some prayer meetings, you know, some smaller um, sort of ideas. And so as I've been in quarantine and, or lockdown, um, I've been thinking about um, what a jump it was, right, to, to leave a very regularly scheduled five years of running you know, party space, um, to go to not having that normal schedule and then, um, life changing to where that schedule couldn't even happen. Um, and how much different it is knowing that like, okay, one thing isn't happening. And then, um, for it to not be able to happen is a totally different reality. And so it's been really, it's been really challenging because even though I hadn't been actively working, um, in creating, you know, communities around myself as I'm working on another sort of community. Um, that's my next thing. Um, my Friday nights were still with my homies or at, you know, the same bars that I would work at. I would still go out and be around. So it's been um, really challenging to imagine what community is um, without that sort of physical component. Um and y'all can hear I have the um, very ghetto fire thing going on in my background. I want it to be authentic and not fix it. I know it's coming for a while, but I was like, it would be very authentic to have that beeping every few minutes. So y'all know that. <laughs> That's what's happening <laughs> in the background. Anyway, um, yeah, it's been a very interesting change. And I haven't been like as committed to some of the other avenues that people are using to to gather. Uh, a lot of folks have done live streams yeah. or, uh, you know, like parties online. I think it's great. I think it's super cool. I have been wanting to be in a very reflective place um, with the opportunity, right, to kind of um, to think mm-hmm. at the same alone and it was it wasn't something i wasn't already doing but the funniest thing was like as soon as i was ready to jump back in it was like mandated to be (laughs) to be inside so i was literally the last few weeks i had been just out and it wasn't like big chilling but you know like some day drinking and um we had different like shows i saw you melanie at um oh both of you actually were at um Trooping Towns event here in Portland. Yeah. Uh, and I promise you, like, that was, like, the last time folks were able to be together. But right before that, the breakfast um, at the Abbey. And so after that, um, I went out with some friends, and we, like, just drank the entire day. And it was like, <laughs> oh, like bring us back. You know, it was a sunny day. Um I was out and about, and so I was literally, like, thinking about um, where the rest of the year was going with, you know, being a community, and that ended very quickly. So, 
don't know if I answered the question, if I got to the next place, but that's how I'm thinking about everything. No, you, you, you de definitely answered the question. Like, it sounds like you're in, you're taking this moment as kind of a reflecting point. Um, and you did, you mentioned like the live streams and like all of these methods that people are using to kind of be social and come together. Um, but, and I have attended quite a few of these because it's been nice and it's been distracting, but that further makes me wonder if these sorts of meetings are just a way to distract ourselves, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's scary to have all this time alone to think. I think what folks, um, some people know and some don't, is that like my day to day life, you know, with the parties. The parties are a project a scholarship as well, mm -hmm. and so I'm always like thinking deeply about how we situate ourselves in the world, what the party is doing um, as a political statement or just as a social practice, right? Mm -hmm. um, so. I think I'll be able to dig even deeper into what that means. I was kind of like tweeting at random last night. Um, oh, I think it's the same set of tweets you're talking about, right? Yeah. But the the return or the reentry is something I talk about a lot um, from like a religious perspective. Uh, when you go on an encounter or you go on a journey. Um, when you re-enter into society, that's always like a thing that has to be thought through, um, and who you who you become from the journey and uh, what you learn when you're gone versus what you bring back into the world. Um, and I want us to, as scary as it is, lean as far in as we can um, to what it means and uh, what it will mean to be together again after this. Yeah. Um, and that's no dub. Some distraction is very welcome. Yeah. Um, I caught a moment of of the D-Nice thing, and then you, like, tie in. I mean, it ties back into, this is, here goes, it's, you know, typical part rhetoric. Y'all know me, so y'all know what I'm about to get into. <laughs> like, we haven't moved really um, from celebrity. We haven't really... Um, I mean, and I think we are trying to push into these moments where folks are generating their own content on TikTok, right? And families are dancing in, in living rooms. And we're trying to get back to a more, um, to say, organic sort of um, being together. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think we are all starting to um, remind ourselves that the first stages and platforms that we had were you know, living rooms and grandmama's houses and things like that. Yeah. Um, so it brings up a lot for performance, but it also distances me um, from wanting to perform, I suppose, in that way. Um, and or needing, like, the performance to be contextualized for a larger audience and maybe actually just leaning into, like, what home life and family life looks like yeah. without, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Um there is kind of this distancing and numbness that happens um, in these live streams that makes me a little sad. Um, but at the same time, there's comfort in seeing that everyone else is kind of going through the same thing as well. 
Um, but also, I think you're absolutely right. I think we have to think about the ways in which we see and experience physical communication with each other um, at the end of this whole thing, because it is forever changed. And I, I'm not sure if everyone has come to that realization yet. Like things are going to be different now and there's no way around that. And I, I see people clinging to this idea that we're gonna get back to quote unquote normal and that doesn't exist anymore. So. And I, I am so, and I'm, oh, you know, the word, like the idea of hope that like, I like I was so adamant to, I am so sorry on my text messages. Everyone <laughs> Another thing, like, let me really, actually, now that we're here, now that we've settled in, we got a few minutes going, people done got the gist, they probably turn it off by now. Oh. Um, (laughs) I really want to say, so, like, the moment, I mean, that I heard that there was a virus running around, I kind of had quarantined myself long before, you know, these orders came out. I was like, oh, I'm not fooling with this. Like, this is not where I'm going to be. And I was like, you know, and like I said, in October, I'd already switched out of, like, the weekly thing. So I wasn't, you know, out as much. But showing up definitely to, like, um, you know, larger events, making sure that people knew I was still in community. But I guess folks are just now getting it. Like you're saying, like, people are like, still holding on to, like, getting back to a normal. And so, like, I'm just now getting text messages from people like, oh, how you holding up? I was like, bruh, I ain't been holding <laughs> up for weeks now. Like, where, where are you at? Um, and so, um, I mean, but, you know, people and all of us are going to have different um, ways of experiencing this and different realities will um, make things different for different people. So... Yeah, it's just been really funny now this week because I've been watching. I'm a Twitter like I'm on Twitter all day. Y'all can just guarantee. <laughs> um, we're talking like getting the you know the future text um, from exes and old flings. Mm. Funny that like I tried to ghost added me on Facebook today, and I'm like, why are we doing this? <laughs> like, why now? Um, but yeah, so I think it's setting in for some folks. Um, but it's tough, right, to have something or have like a new reality in if it's not anchored in um, some sort of framework. And I'm thinking about how, um, as a person who creates thought, or um, I don't create thought, but I, you know, create work with new and old thought or whatever, um, really just like getting that out there to folks like, Hey, things are different and will be different. And, um, there is also some otherwise possibility, um, and even how we honor being around. I could get, I could be mad salty and y'all gonna have to break some of this stuff, but that's me talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could get salty about, um, Times when folks like wouldn't come out and maybe didn't value what it meant to be in community. Yeah. Um, and so now everybody is like, oh, when I when I um get out of quarantine, I'm about to apply to every invitation to be out. And I'm like, people have been like laboring, literally, 
for y'all to have places to be in. Um, and I don't know if we took it as seriously as we should have, um, but it'll be an opportunity now really to, um, yeah, to really lean into strengthening the habits of um, our, our gathering. Yeah. So also another thing I've been thinking about is like the idea of dystopia um, and precarity and how dystopia is just another one of those things. Like the idea of dystopia is like another one of those things that's framed by who's doing the suffering, right? Because like for a lot of us, dystopia has been here, has already been at the doorstep. And now because it's affecting a certain kind of people, namely Americans. Now it's now it's a thing. So right. I don't know what what are your thoughts on that about like this idea of like precarity being like taken seriously or valued at a certain level. I guess. Yeah, great, great question. Um, let me bring in and y'all gonna get at me, whatever. Kanye <laughs> um, fan. Um, so, like, Kanye's work for, in, in, like, visual culture and fashion, right, has been dealing with this very, like, um, end of the world, Dune, um, sort of, like, after world, um, y'all remember the, like, the Fury Road, that Mad Max movie? Oh, well, of course Max will remember it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I remember it. I haven't what seen it yet. Oh my god, like, please, like, make that priority, like, viewing. Uh -huh. um, not only were there, like, some dope politics, but it really was just, like, a lot, and it was good. Uh, yeah, check that out. Um, and so I've been thinking about the end of the world. I mean, I'm an Afro pessimist, right? Like, if mm -hmm. there was one, if there was a way to be one, I know you cannot do that. Uh, but as far as, like, a person who takes seriously those theories, um, the end of the world as a concept, right, has always been what I'm working from. Um, so it's been interesting to see. And one of my group texts is titled, like, Perfecting Precarity. Um, even if I titled it, it's still what it is. Um, so these have been, like, things on the mind of artists for a long time. Um, yes. and folks trying to make work at the end of the world. We, um, we did a panel together, actually, Melanie, mm -hmm. um, for like, it was for the King, what I wasn't about to be Oh. On, on that train. And I was talking about the end of the world there, yeah. um, trying to get folks to think about not a cataclysmic right end of the world and, um, an apocalypse in the way that we've like imagine them um or that we've been forced to imagine them um but really a, a a restructuring of systems or um a commitment against them and so what folks is that status floating around now um that people um are realizing that everything that they were told um couldn't exist in the world can mm -hmm. and my response you know is is hopefully not beating folks up for just getting to it but i'm like yeah like we 
should have been looking out for each other. It should have been about mutual aid. It should have been about care and concern yep. uh, for others, putting your people on, um, and all those things, which I'm really grateful that I um, had created some of those relationships before. And I think that's, you know, we're turning right to a, a, a space where we have to be relational. Um, and I think a lot will will change once um once that kind of sets in with folks. And it might really require um, a reshaping of values. And I don't, you know, I'm not ever telling folks to leave their jobs or nothing like that. Um, but hopefully we think differently about stuff. Yeah. And my, I guess my big question, this might be, I don't know that I get to ask questions because I'm being interviewed. Um, <laughs> we now, you know, double down on and I'm not assuming that everyone holds these, but do we double down on the radical politics of being together and making space for each other and living in community and living in mutual aid? Um, or do we um, lean more toward getting structured or, you know, having um, <laughs> having a pension to worry about losing? Like, there are, are questions that I think we all have to ask now. Um because I'm tired of filling out surveys for artists. I'm like, where is the relief? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? <laughs> and I'm grateful, actually, like, no dub to people that are putting that work together. Um, but I would hate, right, for in the same way that industries will be bailed out better for just, and y'all are organizations, so I hope y'all get all the coin that's available. Um and I know y'all, I know how y'all work with the community and it'll go straight to the hands of the people that need it. Mm -hmm. um, so often it's who has the most structure that gets the most help. And um, and it's difficult, right, when we're thinking about taking structure down and getting things into the hands of people that need them the most. So Yeah. Yeah, like um, Max and I have been talking a lot about, about that, about relief and how we could, like, help in that. But it's, it's one of those things where, like, a lot of the relief structures that we're looking at that would give us money have still have these weird-ass parameters and these hoops that we have to jump through that make absolutely no sense. Yeah. Um, so... So many, like, art, you know, and I think what... It, it's something that I, like, have been... And I wrestle with for myself, but wanting people to understand that consume art, especially folks um, with the making it, like art isn't inherently this radical form. Right. People with terrible politics are making art, uh, <laughs> and who are concerned about capital are making art, and they're like not, you know, formally or technically right bad artists. Um, it's a lot of the work that we kind of casually consume um but i want us to start thinking about like how um how do we double down as artists who want to be seen um or are thinking in certain ways so yeah yeah i mean it would be nice like i think that i personally think that black people inherently have media literacy we have to but it would be nice if that media literacy were exercise more in service of ourselves um and the way that art is used both for and against us 
Uh, that would be my hope. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't be like, I guess I'm about to just jump into actively dismissing something. Did you see the, uh, the new Kenya Burris? Yes. Uh, yes, I saw it. <laughs> and I'm like, some of this, like, representational stuff, I just, I'm not, I don't get it. Um, and I, you know, I am, or I was, I think, I feel like the last, the last season of Boomerang felt cool. Probably they were losing their jobs and mm-hmm. things were, were falling. Um, but this new season came back on. I'm like, what am I looking at? Um, but I want us to be asking those questions, right? And I think I've been thinking so, so much about, um, how much of a hater I've been over all these years. Um, and now I'm like doubling down on like, I'm like, okay, I should have been like, yes, all of this <laughs> deservedly um, should have been hated on. And like, whew, it's, it's, y'all, it's listen, it's the habits. Y'all are watching these shows, mm-hmm. like consuming more content. And I'm like, do we really need to make, I mean, even against myself on this podcast, I'm like, do we need to make anything else? Like, can we chill? Yeah. I know you had said in the intro, like, you know, you're not doing shit. But even <laughs> the not doing shit, it takes so much to do. Yeah. Um, and I know that refusal is like, get privilege in who is allowed to refuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just want a reality where people really can just be like, uh uh-uh. uh. And perhaps like that's utopian or dystopian. Um, Y'all, the people that are hitting me up right now with these text messages, this is just a disclaimer for all y'all that have to experience this. <laughs> like, if I told y'all, like, the group of people it was, it's so irritating. <laughs> it's like my regular group chat. Oh. It's some people from a corporation oh. <laughs> that I don't know how I got aligned with. Wow. Um, they're really hitting me up. This is irritating. And I'm so sorry. I keep trying to close it out. But it... This is going to be y'all's uh, least professional. <laughs> <laughs> this is real life, y'all. We're experiencing things in the moment as they happen. Shit. Absolutely. But Max, I feel like I'm asking all the questions. I was like, do Max get this? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Oh, I have some questions. Um, <laughs> thinking about, like, you know, some of the things that have been brought up about, like, adjusting to like a new way of being and like um thinking about like home life and like readjusting priorities and like what's important um and then seeing that as like the new way of being but like I guess the question is like how long can that way of being exist before like the next way of being comes into existence and that's when I started thinking about like what Bart was saying with like you know, referencing, like, Mad Max, like, when does, like, everybody staying at home, like, lead to, like, you know, now there's no longer things, or now there's no longer, like, groceries, that, like, what, what, like, modes do we have to adapt into, um, you know, depending on how long this, like, um, you know, quarantining will exist for, like, if it goes for a certain point, um, when does it become a different way of being? 
question. I wanted to, like, a petty thing I wanted to kind of bring up. Um, <laughs> no one is posting their co-star, like, pictures anymore. Or, um, like, or the, like, the most I've seen right now with, like, horoscope stuff is the, like, the signs that can stay home anyway. Um, <laughs> it's really, but it, it's funny because we, I think it got and are often so, like, hyped on, like, our personal day-to-day lives and agendas and, like, what we'll do, um, that, um, we've had to switch into, um, some sort of, you know, community care in ways that, um, are just literal, um, as far as if you, like, if you want to even have a semblance of being together with folks, um, you kind of have to reach out, take some effort, um, I'm so sick of Zoom, though, I promise you. Jeez, um, yes, please. Seeing <laughs> the meme about, like, who's behind the coronavirus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm just like, oh, my God. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know, like, the point, Max, like, you know, of, uh, like, of when, you know, or how long it'll take. Uh, but hopefully it's, it's never, I don't know, when we talk about worlds ending and, um, things like that, I don't think it's always um, the realities that change as much as like how we relate to them. Um, hmm. And we find um, worthy to do even um, and how we go about that. So, yeah, I don't, you know, um, God's president said we need full churches on Easter. So, <laughs> I don't know how long it will be at this stage. And, but Max, did I satisfy your question? Um, no. Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, a follow-up question, slightly related, slightly unrelated. Um, earlier you mentioned one of the last things you did before uh, going into like quarantining or isolation was uh, day drinking. Um, so I'm wondering if you've been engaging in day drinking um, since isolation as well. But I have not. And I pulled up the, uh, I was like, oh, coping mechanisms, huh? Um, <laughs> Let's just say I've had a lot of vodka as of late. <laughs> I saw that. I did see that. Um, no, as I was getting ready for the pod, I was like, should I take a shot of Hennessy before I come on here? <laughs> um, okay, now now serious talk. This is just trash. Um, anyway, no, I have not been drinking. <laughs> oh, it was wrong. Stop talking to me. Um, so, no drinking. There's a bottle of Hennessy next to my bed, of course. Um, it has not been open. Um, hmm. The day, so we were out and about the day that the restaurants did shut down. I was with, like, another, um, like, art community friend, and uh, we, just, we went to, like, a local bar, and it was funny because um, I think we asked for some sort of food 
and then like giving us like a double portion of what we asked for. They're like, well, we're gonna be closed for a month, so this is it. Um, and I think I they drank myself into you know enough for me drinking is so much about being with folks, um, and you know drug right now might not be the best look. Uh, <laughs> I'm also like starting a church, so I don't need to be like drunk on the internet just cutting up for, for people. Uh, see so no i've been like very surprisingly sober um i had no edible like really nothing it's been um cold turkey of everything um i I don't want to trivialize folks who are um in recovery or who don't um use Mm -hmm. um alcohol but yeah i haven't been Lots of water, lots of prayer, uh, some reading, actually, like, really, um, um, yeah, I've been chilling. I thought I was a lush or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is vodka your, like, go-to, Melanie? Because I, I definitely um, saw a tweet or two about vodka. Vodka is <laughs> definitely my go-to. It's my day one. So, like. I love it. <laughs> no, but I, oh, oh, I have been cooking. Oh, I mean, yes, I've seen that. I've seen your plates. Listen, I made some potato salad last night. That woo, and I think it was. I had had like a full day. And it was so funny too because I was like, oh, I was done with like one Zoom call and I had to go to another. But I was like, okay, after this, I'm done for the week because it was Thursday, and then I remembered that I had to do this today, so I was like, oh, I'm not done at all. Um, <laughs> But the process sometimes of, like, um, cooking, like, something that takes a lot of steps, mm-hmm. like, potatoes out, you got to boil eggs, you got to boil potatoes, chop vegetables, mm-hmm. stir up all these ingredients, um, you got to have, like, a taste test, you got to really know, and, like, it really got to taste like something. And you can't make a little bit, so I don't know why I made, <laughs> try to, because, like, even in, like, Three or four pounds of potatoes, you like still yield like a big ass bowl of potato salad. So I got this potato salad note. I'm doing it. I'm seeing one of my aunties wants some. Um, <laughs> and y'all know I got this um, package at the door the other day. Yes. Yeah. Can you talk about the package a little bit? <laughs> so I have these lovely, lovely um, white neighbors. <laughs> They have a directly across um, um, my house. And, you know, they are really kind, almost, I mean, nosy, but, like, not to the uncomfortable way, you know, just how they are socialized to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I see them as I walk around when I do. um, They got this dog that's irritating and old and be, like, trying to really be loud about stuff um and i think i remember um her bringing over something like a you know like a muffin basket or something yeah like two years ago when i first moved here but um this was just different it just was this is not the season so the long and the short of the story is that i hear my doorbell again i ignore it because i'm like oh it's ups or something whatever um i'll get it later um 
But she kept ringing the doorbell. So I was like, let me go see what's going on. What's out there? I was walking away. And um, she had left this little bag. Uh, it was a flower bag um, that she repurposed to, you know, be a, a container. She's mm-hmm. uh, walking away, and I was like, "Oh, thank you," because I, you know, I was going to be great, grateful, and gracious either way. But when I tell you, sis looked at me and was like, "Oh, I brought it to you because I just didn't want to eat all of it because I, I made so so much, and it's just to die for." She starts rubbing her belly, and I was like, man, that's not the language to use right now. <laughs> that is, it already, like, black people don't talk like that. Uh, I know that Steve Harvey stand-up. <laughs> it's not, actually. Uh, so, you know, I I was grateful. It's in my kitchen. and uh, You brought it in the house. You are You're better than I am. She's looking at me. <laughs> so I didn't want to seem ungrateful. And it would be terrible, you know, a couple of days go by and she walking around the neighborhood or come back to something else and don't see it there. Um, and I posted it on my Instagram. I was like, you need to make sure you live saw that. Mm-hmm. The table count everything. Mm-hmm. That, you know, yeah. But, you know, I think moments like that, right, I think... Um, if we're talking about like what a new reality could look like, um, perhaps it is give what they need more than what you just had surplus of, um, you know. But checking yeah. in on uh, what's you know what's, what is within your means of how you can help and be of assistance. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? Let somebody come to my doorstep and leave a coin like that. Like that's what. I'm waiting for next, or even I don't know um, the opportunities for the future. Uh, I know I had like um, residency on hold mm. that you know, I can't do currently because of the the sanctions, yeah. uh, and this you know just other projects that you know are down the pipeline um, that will definitely be reimagined um, in the light of this. But, um, yeah, kind of holding out um, hope. I mean, I guess, I don't know if I said this in some other way, um, for those of us who are working itinerantly and by, um, you know, by appointments and grants and all those things, this is just like a worse extreme, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, there have been, you know, trying times and questionable times before. Um, and so this is just like an an extended one that everybody's a part of. (laughs) And, um, I ain't making, you can't make fun of it. It's not anything to take lightly, but it's like, oh, now you see what it's like. Mm -hmm. not, you know, what's next. Um, and so that has been, um, I hope that didn't come off wrong. I'd be... I'm careful these days. I'm trying to not be. <laughs> it's a time to be sensitive for sure. Um, what it's been like for a lot of us. Yeah. I feel like we've all been kind of dancing around like the, like the, 
the inevitable of like structures falling. Like we're witnessing like this project of America, this project of capitalism, like crumble um, because of this virus um, and because of how badly we collectively as America, quote unquote, failed to deal with the problem head on. Um, and like, I wonder what your thoughts are on on that, on this sort of like the way this crisis has illuminated like the violence of these structures and the kind of inevitable fall of them and whether or not this crisis will result in the permanent failure of this or will it just give way to another structure? No, people got insurance. So, <laughs> and, and I mean, that's been, you know, as a person, like, oh my God, anarchy's coming, like, you know, everything's about to crumble. It's like, okay, not for real. Oh. Um, but it does, you know, I think it does help for folks' imaginations of what, like, the Cheesecake Factory talking about they're not finna pay rent. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> This idea, right, that it's just a bunch of, like, broke people to other broke people reporting to the bank um, that these things, you know, um, and it would be wonderful, you know, if it was if it was true that it would. I just don't, um, I mean, empires fall for sure. We, like, you know, know that from history. Um but capitalism, you know, has, has backed itself up in such ways um, that our support of it hopefully changes. Um, yeah. And, you know, to the academy, um, we steal away and, to, and steal from it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully we remind ourselves of how to abuse the the kindnesses of these institutions that we're part of and, um, like, literally flat out steal better. Mm. Um, and I guess I'm encouraging people to do crime now, but it's like, at this point, it's like, be gay, do crime. Um, <laughs> and what, you know, what what do we allow ourselves to, um, to imagine is what I'm thinking. Because I, I would love to say that capitalism is, is eroding. Um, I just think that it's kind of like a term that folks love to use, um, and whether misinterpreted or not, this idea of like late stage capitalism mm. sounds like the thing is falling. Um, but they're just going to make another few trillion dollars to bail it out. Mm. Um, and so, and that, maybe that's me like urging for a dystopian, like, or like, I mean, let me, let me say it another way, I think, um, fantasies are wild both ways, um, and I would love to imagine, um, a more just world, and I will continue to, and though, um, beyond it becoming the structure of the world, trying to create that amongst the people that I do life with um, is is my go-to. Yeah. Um.
Y'all know what we... I mean, please, like, respond to that. Um, is it all going... I mean, is it going down? Be, I mean, listen, if we're trying to burn it down, I'm with it. But is, is it just... <laughs> Hmm. Um, I think, I think what you said is correct. I think that this will give way to people's imaginations, particularly those who have less to gain from capitalism, um, to their imaginations of what this could be. Because we are witnessing, like, the fruition of things that we've been told for decades, some of us our whole lives, weren't possible, right? Um, so I, I really hope that people remember that and I hope that people like keep the lesson of just how destructive this whole thing has been, not the virus, but capitalism. Like, I feel like the virus is just showcasing how bad everything is, you know? And right. And I mean, but even, I think even the talk back, right, um, such as us, to um, to organizing our lives better, and also organizing with folks. Um, if we can't commit to that consistent talk, because I think a lot of times um, we refuse even um, the the discussion of the ills, because it's like, well, there's nothing else to do. Um, so perhaps, yeah, again, more that's, that can sound so corny um, <laughs> to just be telling people to keep imagining. But if we like are reinforming our imagination with new possibilities, I think we can definitely get somewhere. Um, what y'all about to do with y'all stimulus checks, though? Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all can ask that later. So I don't know. No, just, let's, let's talk about that now. So what are you going to do with your stimulus check? First of all, you got to be a taxpayer. So, oh. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, no, I don't, really, I don't know. If I get it, um, I got, you know, projects in the future mm-hmm. um, that need to be funded. I like to feed people mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's just like simple things I'm thinking about. I know at any other time, I'm like, well, I'm going to give me a handbag. But... Um, <laughs> I'm not really in a handbag season. Do you feel right. like handbags are kind of a moot point right now, or do you think they'll come back not in style? Oh, not at all. I, you know, I, <laughs> me. Uh, but I, you know, I think folks might lean into more of what does um, make them, you know, happy and feel, um, you know, feel connected to to something to the world in some ways. I have been thinking though, a lot about um, my garments, um, especially being in Portland. Like, I'd be beat. Mm-hmm. And it's just, <laughs> I'm like, you know, this is great. Um, no one else gets it but me. And I'm just over here <laughs> alone, <laughs> enjoying myself and twirling. The compliment. <laughs> um, but I was like, who was I talking to? I think I was talking to uh, Sedoni O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Um, Shouts out to the GOAT. Um, I was like, you know what? I can just relax for like a year or two on clothes and let people catch up. Um, <laughs> and also, this is something I've been tweeting. Like, I'd be, you know, sharing like things I love on my social media. But I'm like, if there's nowhere to go, there's no reason to like 
I hope everybody has like if y'all had spring wardrobes return them because like no one's really going to see these looks um, and just wear next year wear last year's summer clothes and chill on people been shopping online this is really what's crazy to me I've been talking to my friends on mm-hmm. social media buying up all these clothes I'm like I hope y'all got a, a schedule for this stuff. <laughs> they try like, to look fly for their Zoom meetings. <laughs> I'm tired of it. <laughs> it. Reminds me of like I don't know. It's in my in my black household. I'm sure it's some overlap somehow. You would like ask your your parents like, "What time is it?" Or like, "What are, like what are we do? like what's the next thing?" And they'd be like, "You have somewhere to be." That's like <laughs> they literally don't have nowhere to be. Like the question of who all gonna be there right now is like, well, nobody's gonna be. There. <laughs> like you know we'll have a calendar of things to do and get to decide like oh well I'll go by this first and then to that my social calendar needs to be these people need to be seen in these spaces for that to just be like completely upended and you this is like it's Friday when this is being recorded folks and like there is no Friday night to have mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like what does it really mean um and like everybody else has been saying, like right when you was about to get your life together, I promise you, I had a sleeping schedule. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like planning to, you know, start a, a faith community in the summer. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, you know, getting things in order, bank accounts is, you know, being regulated. I'm like, let me get my little, you know, my things in step. And ciao. <laughs> Everything then took a break. And so, Leaning into like somebody tweeted today. Um, what well, was like you know? Let's stop saying that we have so much time. I think everyone is exhausted in these ways that they didn't know they could be. Um, and calendars are still full, right? In Skype and Zoom or whatever else we're using to communicate, um, and it's not really a time to just be productive, I don't think. I mm-hmm. think it really is time to sit down. Um, and what, you know, the, y'all follow, hopefully, uh, the Nat Ministry um, on Instagram. Um, it's really about black folks reclaiming rest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important. Um, yeah, to be taking some time off in this time. Yeah. And helping the people that can't, because stuff is tough, child. <laughs> it's really, it's different. We're going to make it, though. Uh, we will make it one way or another. Right. And if we don't, let me the thing, I'm like, you know, if we don't make it, shoot, like, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call myself no failure or nothing. No, no. I mean, well, I might, but (laughs) what I'm talking about, because I'm be gone. Uh, Take that out if that don't sound hopeful. But (laughs) I have a friend. um, I had a friend. She's no longer with us. Um, 
And we, for some reason, maybe because I'm a little bit of a nihilist, we used to talk about apocalypse all the time. And one of the things she always said to me was, if there is an apocalypse, I hope I'm one of the first people to go out because I don't want to have to deal with all the aftermath. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> I've been thinking about that a lot lately. <laughs> yeah. Some good folks left right before. Yes. This. Yes. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, y'all got out of here, out of 5,000. The sad part for black folks that got out of here around or right before is that, like, we had funerals and we love funerals. Yeah. Um and so that's been really tough in my own community um, with people who have passed recently um, and we didn't get to mourn them. That has been like, and mourn, yes, personally, but the collective mourning yes. um, in, in space, right, is so important. The black funeral is, I mean, wow. And then I'm from a Pentecostal church tradition, so um, we have the most elaborate funerals you could imagine. Um, and so thinking about that has been tough, but right, this idea that, um, I mean, it, I guess it's escapist literally, right? Mm -hmm. Um, to imagine not having to go through it, but there's also, you know, the other side of, of suffering and solidarity with folks and then having the collective experience of being able to say like, yo, we live through this. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that'll be. Um, a lot to discuss in the future. Um, it'll affect us for sure um, for a while, but I, I, I like what your friend said. And um, I, I feel like at times, at a time, I definitely would have. Um, but yeah, folks were getting up out of here and are. Um, and, and, and it's interesting too with folks who um, are dying of natural causes now. Yeah. Uh, because everything is kind of just swallowed up by um, coronavirus. Um, so that's all um, we're relating death to right now. Yeah. Um, but, and the, you know, I've been thinking too about like people's leases are up. Like, and this is much different than death, but like there are still like everyday things that folks have to do. Um, as it all ends, and I'm just been struck by that until, you know, the last few days um, have been gloomy in Portland, but when everything was rolling out, it was the most beautiful spring. It was. Yeah. yeah. It was and kind I'm, of eerie, actually. It's, I was like, okay, so the ship is sinking and the band will not stop playing. <laughs> um, what is really going on? And I, I mean, at least, I mean, even if it doesn't look like dystopia, at least it looks like Portland, you know, <laughs> on, you know, any given, um, drear, I'm like, at least be dreary looking. I'm like, it's cold. It's been cold too. Yeah. And I think we decided to know. Um, but, um, I think we were, what we at like a 40 degree place now. Yeah. Something uh, like that. Yeah. So that is better. I was losing it. Cause I was like, everything is telling me to be outside and mm -hmm. you know, Wobble, um, <laughs> but listen, wasn't. I was actually thinking about that because I like yeah, the sun was definitely trolling us all last week, and 
one thing it made me think about was how like a lot of dystopian apocalyptic stories that I've read because I I've read quite a few because I'm writing a comic about that and like one thing they don't seem to kind of capture is that like the world around us keeps going and maybe it's just the hubris or the narcissism of humanity but it but like in the event of an apocalypse or a dystopia or whatever like everything else just keeps going it's just that we're gone but the sun keeps shining like the sky goes dark and clears and like it rains like all these things continue to happen it doesn't stop just because we're no longer here you know i don't know right the earth is like this is y'all like it's <laughs> 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 with me <laughs> I'm telling y'all to treat me right, but y'all you can't even <laughs> you can't even fool with me. But that and that gets into some like terrible fascism that I'm not um, down for mm-hmm. at all. But like it has been very weird um, to see the world, especially like um, in my preparation for this. I thought we would just be like talking about practice, so y'all got me down these rabbit holes, and I don't even know. I might if I don't advertise this, don't y'all judge me. Um, <laughs> damn. <laughs> when we were doing Legendary, um, one of the big things that would happen is that everybody would end up outside. And everything was designed for, I mean, the music is inside, you order food and drink inside, um, you, you can drink outside, you're not really supposed to in the ways that we would be. Mm-hmm. Um, folks just smoking and doing every kind of all the stuff um but like this idea right of um blackness and how we take up outside space um how we live outside and um in on patios and porches and um in these different ways i think either you know of course there's like going to be a, a moment of adjustment um but I think we might see more of that um, just being somewhere. Like, we used to really be posted up in places. Um, I think um, the economy changed a lot of that and just, you know, perhaps growing up. Um, but I hope that, like, because the kids who already um, were sort of learning so much of how to be together in life with, you know, um, playing video games, and you got, like, the communication through the game, and so that's how they meet up, and yeah. even, like, from my time, like, we would all, like, leave school and get on AIM or whatever. Um, hopefully, we're, like, together more, and finding ways that are, like, affordable to be together, like, literally just sitting up in the park. Um, hopefully, that that comes with with whatever is new. I hope so. Yeah, that cling to to each other. Have um, a participation in that. Uh, is that hand sanitizer? Somebody washing their hands? That wasn't me. Is that you, Max? No, I'm not uh, hand sanitizing. Hand <laughs> washing. Um, I do have two things. Um, to answer Bart's question earlier, I am just going to be uh, sitting on my um, stimulus check and probably saving it 
and waiting to see what happens. Um, something I'm also curious about is hearing more about uh, this uh, like faith community that you were talking about or going to start in the summer. Well, that. Um, yeah, so Ruach Assembly is um, what I've been focused on and um, sort of the impetus to how um, we try to like ceremonially and legendary. Um, it doesn't end for people though in their minds. Uh, <laughs> I still get text messages like, you have Swift? And I'm like, well, before the close of everything. Um, because it was just like, just like an ongoing, um, you know, thing. Um, so after August, um, and September, actually August, September, we did a series of prayer meetings, um, at the Headwaters Theater. And I've always like known that, um, and even in doing Legendary, right, um, was thinking about spirituality, community, um, folks gathering together um, for this idea of abundant life and like what really being fruitful with each other um, meant. Um, and so the next phase of that always would have looked like um, a church space or uh, me just being more um, out front with um, my. I don't even say religious views, but like my spiritual practice. Um, and I think it's always been tied into the things. It's so funny because I forget sometimes that like um, a lot of the public engagements that I've done were church in the trap house. And um, um, the work that I did with a lot of um, art, well, a lot of the art criticism that I've like, I don't say I'm known for, but I've done, um, has been tied to religious media. Um, and so thinking that like folks aren't going to be surprised really, um, unless they party with me too long. But, um, you know, it wasn't the, the biggest leap. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll be open to all folks. Um, especially those who, um, haven't felt like, church was a space for them um, in the past and that, you know, is ranging from um, folks who don't actually identify with the faith anymore or with faith practices anymore uh, but still want community uh, queer folks and um, disabled folks and so uh, really looking to build a space um, that holds all those things um, holds them up and, and hold sacred space um, for them to see themselves in divinity and as divine even. Um, so yeah, that's I guess my elevator speech. Um, and that's been really, you know, a lot of the face uh, of it is a certain type of um, refusal in that way of what is, um, you know, what is a traditional structure, what is, you know, uh, creed and math for people. Um, and so it's open access in a lot of ways um, and so that it is accessible to people 
from all walks of life and all um, stages of the journey. So, yeah. And um, before COVID, was there like uh, somewhere you were planning on hosting this? For sure. And I think we'll still be in the same places. I'll put an S there. Um, of course, all those places aren't open. And, um, yeah, I think we'll, I mean, as far as, you know, communication goes, um, I'm still in relationships with all those spaces. It'll definitely um, get some, some moving around because um, programming for everything, you know, was suspended. Also, I'm thinking about um, the longevity, right, of a lot of our our spaces um, because, um, you know, a missed miss fundraiser or a missed um, opportunity to put on a show, you know, trickles into the future mm-hmm. of what we like. But we will definitely um, be in places that we know and love. Um, and that'll be another, like, distinctive of the community, um, that it'll be centered um, around art community spaces that folks gather in for things that aren't church usually. Um, so, yeah, that'll be happening. Hope to see y'all a few Sundays. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that, if that is, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's something I'm interested in, wondering um, how much you're interested in the idea of um, these events happening at, like, non-church places, or, um, like, does the different place at all affect what kind of, um, like, how you would conduct the event, or anything like that? Um, yeah, so I think um, being in community, um, when I when I was like first, I suppose even you know researching um, this next phase of life, um, I wanted to think about um, how the field that I suppose we can say we're in or refuse to identify with. Um, hasn't really um, been designed for people within church races or like churches like the easy um, target for a lot of the work um, that people do. And it's sort of like lots of reasons, of course, to jump on church and um, and an easy target, you know, then to, to use. Um, but what would a church space be um that was for artists, um, by artists, and informed by the art that's being made in their communities. Um, so the last gathering we had um, was called Manifestation Monday, and it was specifically geared toward, um, because of who's in the room, right, uh, specifically geared to, toward artists and makers um, in, in just the journey and the, you know, process of inspiration and all these things. Um, so I'm definitely, like, not leaving the art world, as it were, um, however much a part of it I am. Um, but I'm definitely, like, not leaving it as much as I am um, doubling down 
on a way to be in it um, and what I think is um, useful space um, for for folks like myself that make art and um, think critically about the world. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. So there's there's a particular phrase in your bio that I'm I'm fascinated by, liberation theology. Yes. What is liberation theology? Ooh. Okay, let's go. Um, <laughs> liberation theology is and can be thought of um, as a school of thought or like a a, a, a theologian a theological school of thought um, that comes from primarily um, a South American um, understanding of um, bringing the church as the institution um, to communities that needed and needed the most for um, radical and like revolutionary projects. Um, so, one of the tenets, I'll say, with um, there's history and there's you know tenets, but one of the first and for me most important um, you know statues of doing liberation theology is this idea of silence. Um, and so one of the first ideas is that the theology emerges from silence. And so this, like I was saying earlier, uh, this time to be reflective and to um, to think seriously. Um, has been really useful for me. And then after silence, um, it's about addressing and seeing the needs of the communities that we're a part of. Um, and so there's a little play um, in the in in my bio that you've mentioned. Um, we talk about liberation theology, and then we talk about um, the idea of a base community or the base ideology. Uh, so the base community are these communities, right, that aren't necessarily um, churches, but they gather for church and underneath and outside of, you know, the parameters of the archdiocese. Um, and so the idea of base and base community um, is the, the outsider extension um, of, of faith communities that are larger and are more structured. Um, and so it's about what it means to be tied and tethered to, I suppose, a larger um, organization, but also um, being in touch and in contact with people um, that make it do what it needs to do for, for where folks are. Um, Gustavo Gutierrez is a lot of um, what I read, you, I guess you would call him like the father of um, liberation theology. Mm -hmm. um, I also like Reed Moton as liberation uh, theologian um, in his work, and even as he describes his own like community growing up um, in Vegas as a base community. Um, so yeah, and it's it's the work for me, and to say like what it means. Um, it's the work that I was able to do with Legendary. It's the work um, that I'm able to do um, with my friends and with my folks um, toward the collective liberation of people. Um, and whether or not it looks like traditional theology um, in the sense of talking 
about God, it might be also, you know, doing and being what we feel like um, God would have us do in the world at large. Um, so, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for agreeing to be on our podcast in the middle of an apocalypse. <laughs> At the end of the world. At the end of the world. Um, Max, do you have any more questions? Um, yeah, to just echo Melanie's sentiments, um, thank you so much for joining us today, Bart. Um, we really appreciate you taking the time. Um, do you have any more questions? Um, yeah, do you feel like, um, you've had to develop any more, like, routines or things like that in order to kind of do the time and not let the time do you? Ooh, okay. Chat. All right. It's <laughs> in my personal business. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I've been I've been running this show over here. Um, definitely been um, trying to get. I think the moment I told people that I was like getting to sleep at a normal time, I stopped. Like the moment I said it was a thing, I was like up until you know one, but like up until one or like you know twelve thirty, not as as late as um, I have been at the times when I didn't. Um, I mean, like, doing nightlife right now, I've gotten used to being home at 3 or 4 in the morning or, the, you know, in the next few days. Um, and so, yeah, I've kind of been in control of my time more. Um, and, uh, yeah, not new, not any really new routines. Just, you know, yeah, like I said, cooking a little more. Um, I cook often, though, anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's been, I, I'm doing the time. It was <laughs> the time is and like that is like woo. Did you write Did you? Excited for that. Um, I don't know. Uh, what's like the the expression for um coming from a general um I don't know. It's like often said thing. I feel like. I got you. I'm thinking about the Players Club. I was thinking about the Players yeah. Club, too. Well, I was thinking about the Players Club as well. Yes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, is this like a top-bottom type of question? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my mind went, but anyway. Uh, ain't nothing doing me. I'm snuffing. <laughs> I run this. <laughs> that is funny. Have you picked up any new hobbies in the past uh, few weeks? Child, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now, yeah, obviously people been gardening and stuff, mm -hmm. and that's so nice. Um, I really enjoy, this is before quarantine, um, what there is, this is going to, this is so random and just strange and weird, um, Jada Kennedy is a black YouTuber, and um, she is a um, she does waxes. 
but um, after she waxes folks, because she waxes like you know primarily black folks, mm-hmm. um, she gets the ingrown hairs out, and it is like Doctor Pimple Popper, but like black specific, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and she's not a doctor, and so she be just talking, y'all. She's from St. Louis, um, and it's like my favorite thing on the internet right now. <laughs> <laughs> Completely love her. Um, Rosa on TikTok. Oh, yes. I've heard she is quite amazing. She is everything. Um, So (laughs) I hope I love her. Um, Did you see her in that Fenty commercial? Listen. (laughs) Out here. Uh, And then, like, there's a whole, like, Rosa um, cinematic universe of people that, like, respond to her videos. What? Yes, listen, it's a mess. Um, <laughs> I try to keep up with that. Um, of You know, group chats and stuff. Mm. But, like, not a, those aren't new hobbies, but those are just, like, um, the things I forget. Y'all got some new hobbies? What's the tea? Like, what we doing? Mm. I mean, that sounds too productive. Hobby life <laughs> also is trash, so, like, just while we're talking about hobbies, um, well, I found yeah. about how to know with the tea is piping. <laughs> well, I'm, I've picked up letter writing. Again, which I used to do back in the day. What's that? I'm going to send you my address. I'll write you a letter. Okay, cool. Yes. This is, <laughs> this is how we used to communicate in the olden days before email. So. <laughs> um, also, it's exciting to get letters in the mail. So It is. I had a really, I uh, did a lecture a couple of months back at um, Lewis and Clark, actually, and my email address was um, was full, so like they kept getting the emails bounced back. Mm. They started emailing me like letters of the emails. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, first of all, sis, you are super administrator. <laughs> your job. And also, it just, it meant so much. So, yeah. yeah my handwriting is everything too, so you'll have something to keep, and I suppose it'll be good, like, I'm not thinking, I mean, I guess we're thinking about death again, right, but to have some letters from folks in the archives when, when we go on, um, that could be super cool, because my email is going to be locked up. Listen, I have a hate-hate relationship with my email, if I'm being (laughs) honest. Uh. (sighs) Oh. I mean, that's one thing I can say about this whole thing. Um, it's been a nice excuse to just, like, let emails fall by the wayside and, you know, accidentally miss a few emails. And I was looking at um, even the thread for getting this um, done, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a perfect thread. No one's broke the thread. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a reply to. And y'all know, like, I infamous for not returning emails. I don't know how much. No, like, that's, that's crazy. That's, I don't know what you're talking about. We never <laughs> mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, like, it's just, it's not happening. It's not a thing. Like, if y'all need to get a hold of me, y'all find me. Yeah. It'd be so funny. Um, I'll, like, have a thing lined up and it'll be like, okay, well, we'll try to get them on, on Facebook or... <laughs> That's why I be showing up at everything. Be like, Bar, why are you always at the events? I'm like, people be trying to email me, but I don't reply. And <laughs> <laughs> need to go up there. And they be like, oh, we have you scheduled. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be there. Like, I'm going to do 
checking, like, I'll be on these emails and double checking. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there. Like, leave me alone. Just emailing back and forth, and I've been reading them too. It's the funniest thing. I probably have read every email I've ever received. Wow. Okay. Okay. You reply. <laughs> That's a lot. That's just. A lot. <laughs> Um, to go back to something we mentioned earlier, that new Kenya Barris project. Yeah. Did you see the meme where someone posted a picture of like um, increasingly in size paper bags, and then the smallest one is like colored in just a slightly shade darker? Oh no! I I retweeted it. It's on my Twitter. <laughs> Was it about the show specifically, or just? Um, it was, yeah, it was about that show. It was in response to this, to the trailer. Matt, Max, have you seen the trailer for this new show? No, what's the new show? What's what is it, it called? Black as fuck? Black as, yeah, yeah, Black, Black AF. AF, yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it. I need um, to watch it. Rashida Jones is in it. She plays the mom, I guess. You have to claim it. Like, it's just all, all too much. Yeah. Beginning, yeah, the beginning of that trailer, every it's outrageous. Like I don't know, folks don't think that's outrageous, but the, the beginning is weird because it's a Zoom meeting where they're roasting Kenya Barris's work, and then in the trailer he proceeds to do the thing that they're roasting him for. I think he's trolling. Mm. That would make, like, that would make it make sense. So. It, and like big budget trolling too, like it it's shot beautifully. Um, everyone looks great. Well, on that note, um, Max, do you have any parting words? Um, yeah, I have a few. Um, first off, yeah, thank you, Bart, for being here. Thank you for chatting with us. Um, thank you, Melanie, um, for being an amazing co-host and asking all the questions. Um, thank you to all of our listeners who is ever listening. Um, all four of y'all. Yeah, all four of you. Hopefully <laughs> this brightens your quarantine period. Um, yeah, uh, check us out. Listen to our episodes. Comment. Um, send reviews. All that stuff. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you. All right. Um, my parting words are, we'll get through this. We'll be all right in one form or another. Bart, do you have any parting words? As we go on, we <laughs> Um, that's all I got. Maybe, yeah, if y'all need to do a, a backup, I got some Hennessy. Maybe I'll drink Hennessy next time. And lose, uh, I should have drank. Y'all didn't t- you know what? Anyway. I mean, usually, usually that's our thing. We, like, we, we provide, like, food and beverage, and then you come into, like, the little, um, green room that we have set up in front of the sound booth and we we pre-game and then we go into the sound booth and record but obviously we don't have the sound booth right now so times is different because we locked out but anyhow um no nah, that was my yeah this all be <laughs> edited yeah <laughs> oh all right y'all, things and stuff i'm so mad i will text y'all or somebody and I will tell y'all what that was, and I'm so upset about it. <laughs> it's okay. I'm the max. And then, um, full disclosure, I have been 
drinking some Pinot Noir <laughs> over here. So I'm, so, I'm so glad that everybody else is at a place. I also be like, again, my life is so about being social. It'd be like, if I have Hennessy and nobody to like holla at, what are we doing? Like, what's the real, you know, the, the full effect of brown liquor is being with brown people. Mm. So, you really can't have one without the other. <laughs> Yeah. Those are some parting words, my friend. That's what I think. I was like, that's a sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Bart, for joining us. We're going to log off and figure out what the hell we're going to do with the rest of our day since right. we have the whole day. <laughs> um, yes, it has. Um, thank you again. Yes. Good night, y'all. Good night. Good night.